Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder, and cast away their cords from us. Psalm 2, verses 1 through 3. The Bible's Enemies The Bible was not exactly a raging bestseller when it was first published in the centuries after Jesus' death. The Romans didn't particularly like the Jews to begin with, considering them barbaric and quite primitive. In the Jewish wars of 66 to 70 AD, the Romans put down the Jewish fight for freedom with definitive ferocity. Up to a million Jews were slaughtered, and the holy city of Jerusalem and its world-famous temple was razed to the ground. When Christianity came on the scene, it was viewed as worse, a bizarre, superstitious cult whose founder, a wild-eyed Jewish fanatic stirring up trouble, was sensibly put to death. His erstwhile followers were said to meet secretly where they ate human flesh and drank human blood. There were rumors of rampant immorality, even incestuous orgies, as the members of the cult referred to one another as brother and sister. Plainly, as new religions go, this eastern superstition had little to recommend it when compared with, say, the elevated mystery rites of Isis or Mithra or the Stoics. And then there was their holy book. If there was anything designed to chase an educated Roman away from Christianity, it was the Christian Bible. The Christian and Jewish scriptures had to be seen to be believed, they said. A ragtag collection of folk tales, strange laws, badly written letters, biographies of wonder-working magicians, all written with no regard to literary style, verbal felicity, or the rules of rhetoric. To educated Romans raised on the polished elegance of Virgil and Cicero, Aeneas and Cato, the Christian writings were positively juvenile, filled with vulgar misspellings, absurd grammatical errors, and ridiculous plots. As the second-century Latin Christian apologist Tertullian put it, Men are so far from accepting our scriptures, no one approaches them unless he is already a Christian. St. Augustine, the greatest theologian of the first millennium of Christianity, was so put off by the Bible he ignored it, and Christianity, for a dozen years. It is clear to me that the writings of the Christians are a lie, and that your fables are not well enough constructed to conceal this monstrous fiction, said the second-century anti-Christian polemicist Celsus. I have heard that some of your interpreters are on to the inconsistencies, and, pen in hand, alter the original writings, three, four, and several more times over, in order to be able to deny the contradictions in the face of criticism. As an example of the absurd stories found in the Christian and Jewish scriptures, Celsus cites the account of Noah's Ark. So too their fantastic story, which they take from the Jews, concerning the flood and the building of an enormous ark, and the business about the message being brought back to the survivors of the flood by a dove. Or was it an old crow? This is nothing more than a debased and nonsensical version of the myth of Deucalion, a fact I am sure they would not want to come to light. Nor was Celsus alone in his contempt for Christianity and the Bible. Around the year 280 AD, the Roman philosopher Porphyry wrote a 15-volume work entitled Against the Christians. It was a runaway bestseller for its time, sort of a third-century version of Penn and Teller, only with more education. Porphyry wrote a witty, sarcastic refutation of the Bible, almost line by line. Modern-day critics insist that science, archaeology, and critical scholarship have all 
proven that Moses did not write one word of the Torah. They then sit back with a look of triumph on their faces, as though such a declaration will shock anyone. The trouble is, Porphyry said the same thing, only he said it seventeen hundred years ago. If you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote concerning me, Porphyry begins, quoting Jesus in the Gospel of John. He said it, but all the same nothing which Moses wrote has been preserved, for all his writings are said to have been burnt along with the temple. All that bears the name of Moses was written 1,180 years afterwards by Ezra and those of his time. And even if one were to concede that the writing is that of Moses, it cannot be shown that Christ was anywhere called God or God the Word or Creator. And pray, who has spoken of Christ as crucified? Of course, repeating past criticism doesn't make it false, but one might think that real journalists, assuming they exist,